It's arguably a massive turnaround for Ports of Auckland, the company that's been in court over deaths and injuries suffered by workers on its watch, has won a New Zealand Workplace Health and Safety Award for its collaboration with the Maritime Union that it was previously at loggerheads with. In 2020, the port was fined half a million dollars after young father Laboom Dyer was killed when the container loader he was operating toppled over. It was also charged over the death of Palaamor Kalati, who was crushed by a container. That was all under previous port leadership. The Ports of Auckland CEO is now Roger Gray, and he joins us now. Kia ora. Kia ora, Lisa. What did you win this award for? Um, we won it for the development of the code of practice, along which was a basic, which is a basic standard of safety of how we want to exchange cargo between ships and the wharves. And we did it because we collaborated with the other people who work at our port, C3 and Wallace, who are the stevedoring companies, and Munns, who's the union that covers the majority of that workforce. So it was a joint effort by the four of us. So how did you manage to collaborate on this project? The port has not always had what you describe as a healthy relationship with the unions. No, that, 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 that's a very, very valid point, and it's something that we've worked since my arrival on changing. Um, we really sat down with Munns, and they suggested that we, that we develop this code of practice, and when I read it, I went, and their ideas, I went, yeah, it's a pretty good idea. Why don't we just actually do it? So we sat down with them and agreed on how we'd do it, and then we invited Wallace and C3 to also participate, and I must say, John and Gavin, their two CEOs, were more than happy to get involved as well. How does it make your workers safer? What it does is it sets a basic standard of which we all agree we're going to work towards and then we hold the workers and the managers and everybody else to, to account to make sure that they actually do work that way safely. It gives the staff clarity. It also gives us some really good processes but remember, it's just the basics. The basics end of what we want to do then is continue to work more and more on other initiatives that, um, that further improve safety. Because this is a dangerous sector. There's no doubt about it. We're moving a lot of cargo. It's very heavy in pretty tough conditions. What do your, industri- uh, your injury stats look like right now compared to previously? Yeah, that's, um, we're starting to see quite a fall in two aspects. One, the number of incidents and injuries and also the severity of those and and that's really pleasing. But Lisa, we are still injuring too many people. We've got a long way to go. This is not in any way finished. It's great to get recognition, but it's only the beginning of the journey of transformation for safety. Roger, could you give us any numbers? I mean, do you know what your monthly injury rates are in the reporting? Yeah, we we had three injuries last month. Um, two lost time injuries, both of them for rolled ankles, and we had one medical treatment injury, which was one individual was cut. Um, and the last three months, we've been tracking in that sort of order of magnitude. Again, too many injuries, but certainly a long way down. The other thing that we've seen is a, a significant reduction in when someone does have a lost time injury, i.e. they're off. Now those injuries are off for a day, two days or three days. In the past, some of the times people off were for months. So the severity of the injuries is also getting less. But your history is still there, right? I know it wasn't under your tenure. How many active charges is the port still involved in relating to safety and injury issues? Two. So we're working working through those. They're, um, They're off the back of... 
our most um, tragic fatality. Uh, and um, we are working with the regulator now on how we can resolve those matters quickly. That it, Lisa, I'd love to give you more details on that specifically, but it is before the court, so I'm a little bit limited on what I can say. But what I would say is we want to bring this to resolution. Everybody involved, ourselves, the regulator and Armo's family, we want to see this resolved and allow the family some clarity and a final outcome of you know, a tragic circumstances. Okay, so that's the court case and the formal proceedings. What about yep. kind of the moral obligation to the family? What has support done to make amends with, with those families affected by serious injury un- under the port's watch? Yeah, so what I can do is I can talk about Armo. Um, prior to that, um, I'm not as clear on what's happened, but certainly with Armo, we, we are working very closely with Dro, Armo's partner, and um, we've set up a system where we've provided the family with guaranteed stable um, accommodation for the whole family because it's a very large family for quite a significant number of years going forward. And we've certainly um, met a number of costs and we continue to provide direct support both from a personal perspective and we've had Dro out at the port meeting with us quite regularly but also um, from a financial perspective. We, we acknowledge that um, this is a deep tragedy and that we owe a responsibility to Dro and the children to provide them stability for the future. Appreciate your time this evening. That is Roger Gray, who is the Ports of Auckland CEO.